Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. creed confesses belief in the church, not belief in it as an object of faith, like belief in the Father, Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, or belief in the Son, Jesus Christ, or belief in the Holy Spirit, but rather belief as in belief in its existence. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. The word church in the New Testament is translated from a Greek word, ekklesia. Ekklesia literally means called out. And besides church, it's also translated congregation or assembly. In other words, those who gather together, those who assemble together. So that the church is not primarily a building or a place, although we certainly use it that way. At its heart, the church is an assembly. At its heart, the church is a gathering. At its heart, the church is a congregation of people. But this assembly is different from all other assemblies. This gathering is different from all other gatherings, whether it's in gatherings in Jackson or Madison or Flowood or, or, or anywhere, because this assembly, this gathering, belongs to God. It's a gathering of those who belong to the Lord. It's an assembly of the people of God. As the church, you belong to God. You've been called out by God. You've been gathered, assembled by God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God come to you. God come to you in person, seeking you out so that you might know him so that you might know his will, so that you might know his heart that he revealed on the cross. Jesus, the word made flesh, died for you in order to save you because you were lost. You're lost and didn't know it. Lost in darkness, lost in sin, lost in death. But the Son of God finds you. The Son of God shines his light upon you, shines his light within you. The Son of God pours his mercy out upon you, and he gifts you forgiveness of sin. He gifts you life, life after death, life. God speaks this good news to you. He speaks it through the scriptures. He speaks it through the Bible and through the Holy Spirit. He speaks it straight to your heart. And through the Holy Spirit, he calls you. He calls you to himself. He calls you to faith. He calls you out of darkness. He calls you out of sin. He calls you out of death. And he calls you to the assembly, the church, the holy Catholic church. If you are a Christian, if you follow Jesus Christ, you are part of the church. You are a member of the church. The two go together. You, you can't be a Christian without membership in the church. You can't follow Jesus without membership in the church. 
the Catholic Church. Now, Catholic is just a word that means universal. The universal church. And the universal church is this. Everyone, in all places and in all times, who claim Jesus as Lord and Savior. The universal church is this. Everyone, people from all races, all nationalities, all ethnicities, in all places, all nations, all tribes, all people groups around the world, in all times, past, present, and future, who claim Jesus as Lord and Savior, who have been called out and called to assemble before the Lord. Your membership in a local church, your membership at here at, here at Covenant or wherever it may be, reflects your membership in the Catholic Church. It reflects your membership in the universal church, which means, which means if you are a Christian, you need to be a member of a local church where you're called to assemble, where you're called to confess your faith, where you're called to worship. If you're not a member of a local church and you've been called out by Jesus Christ, you can be a member here. You can talk to me about it. You can talk to Andrew about it. This is God's design for his people. Well, in our New Testament reading, Peter calls the church, he calls you a chosen race. This language borrowed from the Old Testament referred to Israel, to Abraham. For out of all the nations, out of all the people, out of all the men on the earth, God chose Abraham. God promised that Abraham and his descendants would be his people, his chosen people. He promised that he would be their God, faithful and true. The descendants of Abraham were the chosen race. The people of God, the people of the covenant, the people of the promises, the people of the law. But here in 1 Peter, here Peter makes the radical claim that those who have faith in Jesus, those who believe in Jesus, whether Jew or Gentile, whether descended of Abraham or not, whether Roman or Greek or black or white or Hispanic or Asian, form a new race, a chosen race, a race of those born to a new and living hope, a race of those who have been called out, a race of those assembled together. Which means there's absolutely no place for racism within the church, no place for racism among the people of God. Because in Christ, we are one, one race, one family, one chosen people of God. And as such, it means that we must love our family and serve our family and care for our family. The people of God that you're gathered with. It means we need to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. It means we need to pray for one another and bear one another and encourage one another. But in order to do that, you need to get to know one another. You got to talk to one another. You got to be honest with one another. You need to trust one another which, and let's be honest about this, can be a challenge. Why is that? Well, one, because some people are hard to love. 
And in others, some of us here have been wounded by the church. Some of us here have been hurt by the church or let down by the church. And here's why. Sin still exists in the church. Now, Christ has overcome. He's overcome our sin through his death. But still, as followers of Jesus, you and I, we still struggle with their sin. We're, we're still broken people. Broken people who struggle with selfishness and, and, and pride and, and anger. And it can come out in the assembly. It can come out in our family, the church. Which means, which means we must speak the truth and love to one another. We need to help one another recognize our sin. And if you have sinned against a brother or sister in Christ, repent. Ask for forgiveness. And if possible, be reconciled. Or if you have been wounded by a brother or sister in Christ. If you've been wounded by the people of God, ask the Lord to help you to forgive. Ask the Lord to heal you. And if possible, be reconciled. Live out the good news that you have received. Live out the mercy that you have been bathed in through the Son of God. And once again, enter into community, participate in the family, the people of God, even if you have to do it slow, even if you do it gradually. Enter again and love and serve. Now we do that, we do that here for the local church, but we also can do that for our brothers and sisters around the world, the Catholic church. We can weep when they weep and rejoice when they rejoice and pray for them and encourage them and support them. And just by one example, that's what we've been doing for years with the church in Kenya through the Outreach Foundation. Building churches for our brothers and sisters who need more space to worship. The Holy Catholic Church. In our New Testament reading, Peter calls the church, he calls you a holy church nation, a holy nation. This is taken straight from our Exodus 19 reading. The Lord calls his people Israel a holy nation. The people of God, the church, is holy. Now, this is both a status, a status given and a calling. It's a status that, that it's a status given and it's a calling. As the church, you are holy which means you're set apart, distinct, different. You're holy because you've been found by Jesus Christ. You're holy because you have been called out by the Holy Spirit. You're holy because you belong to the Lord. His name is given to you. His name is placed upon you in your baptism. His spirit is within you. At church, you are holy. But it's also a calling. It's a status that you're given, and it's also a calling. You're called to be holy. You're called to be set apart. You're called to be distinct. You're called to be different. How? Through your obedience 
your obedience to the word, your obedience to Jesus Christ. Because when you love God, when God is first in your life, rather than wealth or pleasure or status, you're different. You're different. When you say no to things because of your love for God, you're different. When you love your neighbor as yourself, you're different. When you put the needs of others first, you're different. When you serve and expect absolutely nothing in return, you're different. When you go the extra mile, you're different. When you forgive, you're different. Holy. Church, you are called to be a light on a hill. And, and together led by elders and deacons, that together led by elders and deacons, we're to place ourselves under God's words. We are to, to, to pray and to exhort and to encourage one another to obedience so that we live out together that calling to be holy. A holy nation. Now the church, the, the people of God, is a nation. A nation that's tied to no earthly nation, a nation, nation with no geographic boundaries, a nation that always exists within nations, which means Christians have dual citizenship. You have dual citizenship. You belong to the nation in which you live. You are a citizen of the United States. And at the same time, you belong to the church. You're a citizen of the kingdom of God. And when the two come in conflict... When the two come in conflict, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world to which you belong, whether it's over cultural issues or ethical issues or moral issues, your ultimate loyalty must be to the Lord. Your ultimate obedience is to the Lord. Now, the early church in Rome suffered for this. The church that Peter was writing to suffered for this. Christians were, Christians were criticized as antisocial, as, as, as bad citizens, because they would avoid certain civic duties. They would avoid certain civic ceremonies, including offering sacrifices to the emperor. They would not participate in worship to the emperor, for God alone is to be now, furthermore, Romans did not understand why Christians would take in exposed babies, unwanted babies left out to die. They didn't, they didn't understand it. The Holy Catholic Church. In our New Testament reading, Peter calls the church, calls you a royal priesthood. Again, this is language straight from our Exodus reading God calls Israel a royal priesthood. The people of God are a royal priesthood. You are called to be priests. Now, this calling con continues the call to holiness that we just talked about because priests are holy. Priests are set apart to serve the Lord. The role of priest is a mediator. The role of priest is an intercessor. So as priests, you are to mediate God to the nations. So what does that mean? 
It means as the church, you are to witness to the nations about God. In other words, in other words, you are to point those who do not know to Jesus Christ. You're to let Jesus shine through you. Let Jesus be known through you. And that means right here in this city. And that also means around the world. And our witness is to be through our community. Our witness to Jesus Christ as priest is through our community. It's how we live at our faith with one another, how we love and serve one another as the people of God, as the church. Our witness is also through our obedience, our faithfulness to God's word, our striving for holiness. And our witness is through our worship. And the heart of our weekly worship is uplifting the mighty acts of God, proclaiming his excellencies, that he called us out of darkness, that he poured his mercy out upon us, that he made us his people. And in our worship as a priesthood, we are to lift the nations up before the Lord, as mediators to bring the nations before the Lord, to lift up those who do not know Jesus, to pray, to intercede, and also to support those who go to the nations. Missionaries, support them financially, support them through prayer so that they can be priests where we cannot be priests, so that through them the priesthood might grow. This priesthood is a royal priesthood. You are royalty. You belong to the king. You're under the king. You serve the king, the king of kings. Jesus Christ, who calls you out of darkness, who calls you out of sin, who calls you out of death, who calls you to himself, who calls you to the assembly church and makes you part of it, a member of it, the Holy Catholic Church, a chosen race, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. May the Spirit continue to lead us. May the Spirit continue to guide us and transform us into the church that he calls us to be. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 